You know, God is so good. He's so good. You can have a seat. While we were worshiping, I, I just kept uh, getting uh, like a picture or a sense maybe or something of like a collision in the room. Like a, a, co- a confrontation in the spirit realm. Like, like there was a collision of, of light and darkness. And, you know, have you ever seen a magician um, do a trick where he, like, holds his hand out and he, like, puts something in his hand and his whole hand envelops it and then he goes like this and it's gone? I just sort of sensed, you know, here's the thing. Light always wins. By its very nature, it dispels darkness. Darkness cannot stay present if light is turned on. And, and it's just like that, that hand that covers something and does the magic trick, and it's like the darkness is gone and just envelops it. I just, I just sense that the Lord had this great uh, collision happening uh, this morning. And so I, I just want to release uh, light. Father, we just, we just declare light right now in every heart. Lord, I just release light to every mind right now to to every dark thought may you just envelop it god i i just release uh your light to dark circumstances right now lord that there would be a collision that happens even right now in our bodies in in the spirit realm and in our soul and in our spirit god we invite your light to come and dispel darkness amen all right Do you ever just like want more of Jesus? It's so good. Like you just want more of him. You know, the song that we sang earlier said, you speak and I want more. You move, I want more. I want the fullness. And I used to sing that song and think, this is so wrong. I mean, can't we just be content with the move of God that happens in our life? Do we really have to sing out and cry out and say, you know, if you move, then I want more God. And if you speak, then I want more. I I kind of just always thought like, is that being selfish? But you know what? It's not. That is called living out of a poverty mindset. If you think that somehow God would ever run out of something for you, then you need to revisit him and learn who he is. I mean, it would be like, you know, our desire, there's a desire in us that's built in by God to want more. Um, You know, it happens in the physical too. Like when we go down to this potluck, Ain't nobody eating one bite of pie. I mean, who eats one bite of pie? I'm like, I'm good. I don't want any more. You know, or chips and salsa. You know, those things are not created to eat one. They come and put that on that table. You better, you better believe I want the fullness. You know, I'm going to put that stuff down at a good Mexican restaurant, homemade salsa. You know what I'm talking about? You want the fullness. You know, you go taste of that pie. You want the fullness. You don't just want like, I'm good with one bite. And you know what? That is the same way it works in the spirit. And the good news is that there's like no gluttony in the spirit of God. You know, like you can just keep on. Like you never, you, you never max out. You know, you can't just like tap out after three bowls of chips, you know, and be like, I can't do any more. You just keep, you just keep doing it. It's just like a continual flow of God's goodness in us. And that's the way he designed us to live, is to be continual partakers of his glory and his goodness. And it's good. 
And I'm going to talk short now that we've all talked about chips and salsa and pie. I don't know about you. I'm ready to eat dinner, uh, eat lunch, you know. So uh, I'm just going to share just a short little thing. Because this is the week of Thanksgiving, um, I want to just talk a little bit this morning about the power of Thanksgiving and praise. Because it's really important. And you know what? Most of us are going to be pretty good at it this week, you know. Most of our nation is pretty good at, at sort of being thankful on the week of Thanksgiving until it's Black Friday and then that all goes out the window and it's all about what I want, you know? But thankfulness is, is a simple but powerful tool in the hand of a believer. And it's such a vital part of the kingdom and the way heaven works that it should be something that's pouring out of us continually, just a continual flow of thankfulness. And if you ever read your Bible, chances are you're coming across scriptures about thankfulness, charges to be thankful, being thankful all the time and everything give thanks, give thanks for this, the, the offering of thanksgiving. It was, it was designed even in the original tabernacle of God, the original house of God had a space and a time and a, and a, and a way for thanksgiving to be happening. And there's a scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I'm going to be pulling, um, so my message is not entirely mine. I'm going to be using a lot of, uh, of a Bill Johnson teaching that I've heard. And then I'm going to be using some of my stuff last year for our women's meetings. Uh, our whole year was focused on gratitude. So I'm going to kind of be like piecing stuff together. But there's this amazing scripture. Have you ever just wondered, what is, what is God's will for my life? You know, that's such a good believer question, isn't it? If you're a Christian, like, what is God's will for my life as a believer? You know, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I become this? What is God's will? I have the answer right here. First Thessalonians 5, we're going to start in 16. Always, always be joyful. Never Stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who believe. So if you're ever just stumped on like, what is God calling me to do? What is his will for my life? I just want you to come back to this moment. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. And in all of your circumstances, give thanks. Because that is God's will for those in Christ Jesus. I mean, we could just go home after that. Because if we could, if we mastered this. How many of us are there in the room? If every single one, you know what? If half of us in the room. If 20, if 20 people in the room mastered this scripture our city would change. I mean, like, if five of us got it, always be joyful. Never stop praying. And in all of your circumstances, give thanks. I don't know about you. I mean, I just want to dwell on this until it becomes a part of my life. I want to be this person. I'm like, that is God's will for me in Christ Jesus. I, I want to look like this. Because if God is saying in his word, in our manual, this is what you do if you're mine, then I want to do it. And I don't know about you, but I, I haven't mastered this yet. I'm like really far away from mastering it. 
but I want it. And you know what? Maybe you just need to write this thing down and you need to look at it every day and you need to memorize it and you need to have that in the forefront of your mind so that when you get steaming hot at work, you're like, "Mm, always be joyful. Never stop praying. You know, some of you just need to never stop praying. Then you wouldn't be saying some of those things in anger, you know? It should, Thanksgiving should be continually pouring out of us. And you know what? There are so many benefits that are lined out in God's word for us. And even science. Okay. There are scientific studies on gratitude that blow your mind on, on the power of Thanksgiving. Like even science agrees with the Bible on this, that you should do this in your life. So there's been, there's been numerous studies done. You should look them up. They're really fascinating. Uh, but like, for example, one was like, they went to a college and they had a, a group of just college students that was the control group that just lived life their normal way. Then they had about a hundred students uh, who they, they said, okay, we want you to keep a Thanksgiving journal every day for 30 days. So like a gratitude journal. So every day they would just write down something that they're thankful for uh, at the start of the day, the end of the day, whatever, every day, single day for 30 days. And what science is telling us is that gratitude and Thanksgiving has the strongest link to mental health than any other character trait. At the end of the study, they're saying thanksgiving, being thankful, gratitude actually causes you to have more energy, higher emotional intelligence, that it makes you a more forgiving person, that it gives you a better attitude, that the people who did the gratitude journal were far less depressed and less likely to become depressed than those who didn't do it. They saw that it caused less anxiousness. That it, it, it caused people uh, more, f- more of a feeling of being socially connected to people around them. The people who practiced gratitude and thanksgiving had better sleep than anyone else. They had fewer headaches. They were more likely to exercise. They were 25% happier than the control group. They got better grades. They practiced generosity on a level that was so far above anybody else all by being intentionally thankful every day for one month. It was released. This isn't Bible. This is just science. This is just the science behind thankfulness. I mean, anybody in here besides me need better sleep? (laughs) I mean, sometimes there's outside factors in that, but... Thanksgiving's not going to help. It's not going to hurt. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, do you need, are, are you wrestling depression? Are, are you struggling with headaches? Are you frustrated? Are you anxious? Have you, when was the last time you really sat down and you began to give thanks? You began to let gratitude fill your heart. Okay, there's so many other benefits of Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, it is the key to entering God's presence. It gives us audience. With God. In Psalms 100, it says, Enter his gates by thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. That right there is laying out like, hey, there's a way that you do this. When you come before the Lord with thanksgiving and praise, you are gaining entrance into his presence. You are are getting access because it is opening the doors straight to him. 
Thanksgiving is a weapon in the spirit. It has the benefits of dispelling darkness, of lifting you out of your misery. You know, have you ever just been able to hang your head and have an awesome pity party and be thankful at the same time? No. (laughs) Have you ever started being thankful in the middle of your pity party? And it just gets you right out because it has that much power because you can look at all of the things that are wrong in this situation, in your life, in your spouse, in whatever. And you can just be totally focused on that. John Bevere has a, has an example, him and his wife got into this massive fight and he like left to go on a walk. He was steaming mad. He's at the beginning of their marriage and he's walking down the street and the Lord says, you know, what are, what are you, why are you thankful for your wife, Lisa? He's walking down the street and he's like, what? What? You know, have you ever thought that? Like, I want you to work on that person. We're not talking about me here, Lord. I left so you could do your work there. And he says he was walking down the street and the Lord asked him again. He knew it was the Lord. And he, he's like, oh man, I, I really like that she's, she cooks, she cooks for me. That was, that's really good. And you know, I'm thankful she's a really good mom. And I love the way she dresses. And he said, all of a sudden, things started pouring out of him of things he was thankful for. And after like five minutes, he was like, I am such a jerk that I would treat this amazing woman like this. And he went back home and apologized. And, but you see, that's the power of thanksgiving. Sometimes we need to, to lift our eyes from all that's wrong and put them on all that's right and it will change you. It's a powerful weapon and it will lift you out of your misery. You know, thankfulness keeps us in a place of humility also because if you're looking at the things that God is doing and always giving him thanks, you're never taking credit for it yourself. You know, if you're looking at what God is doing and you're praising him, it just keeps you humble because if I'm always giving thanks to Jesus for it, then I am never taking credit for myself. It keeps us in a place of humility and it reminds us, you know what, when we need things, when God provides us things and we thank, we thank him for him, it reminds us, I am not my own provider. I can't do this myself. It keeps us in that place of humility. And it keeps God in his rightful place as well. Thankfulness has something powerful in us. There is this obscure scripture that blows my mind every time I read it in Romans 1, verse 21. And it it says this, Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And so they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. And as a result, their minds became dark and confused. And claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. They wouldn't even give him thanks. And so their view of God got skewed. When we are focused on the works of God and who he is and we're thanking him, 
It keeps us from becoming wise in our own eyes and utter fools. It'll keep you on track and it keeps God in his rightful place. That's one reason it's so important. And the other thing is that thanksgiving continues even when there's mystery. And this is a teaching by Bill Johnson that I absolutely love because you know what? Has anybody in here ever gone through something that made no sense to you that didn't line up with what you thought God should have done? And there is absolutely no explanation for it. You cannot reason around it. You cannot, it does not matter how hard you try. You cannot define it. You cannot make it someone's fault and you cannot explain it because there is a realm of mystery. And Bill Johnson explains it this way. Just, just picture you that you have a mystery box here and all of those things that happen to you. Can you just go ahead and take them and put them in the mystery box and be okay that you don't know? And Thanksgiving can continue even when you face hard things, even in the realm of mystery, when we're confused by what we're seeing in this world. And that's when it becomes really powerful. Hebrews 13. Verse 15, it says, therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. A sacrifice of praise. You know, it's easy to praise when good things are happening. We see it all the time, you know. When the wrong team won the World Series, they all thanked God. And all their fans did too. And you know, that was okay, and that's good, because I'm glad that people give thanks and praise to God when things are going well. But it becomes a sacrifice of praise. In the locker room when Clayton Kershaw makes a statement about his God. And gives him thanks for the ability to play the game. Even though they lost. That's a really trite example. It's easy to praise God. When we get the testimony that we got a few weeks ago of seeing stage four cancer healed. It's easy. It's like, yeah, God. But it's hard when you watch someone that loves Jesus and that you love dearly die to a disease to stand up the next day and praise the Lord. That's when it becomes a sacrifice because see, a sacrifice costs us something. And we are called to thanksgiving and praise in the good and in the bad. And it becomes an actual sacrifice of this is costing me something today to declare that you are the healer when I watched death last night. I mean, after, after John's mom passed away from cancer, it was like just a grueling time for our family. We really thought she was going to be healed. We thought God was going to come and rescue her and, and she died. And that's like in my mystery box because I have no explanation for it. But I remember 
So during that time, there was a popular worship song called Healer. It said, I, I believe you are my healer. I believe you are more than enough for me. And it was like really great. And it was really great to sing that song of praise when she was alive and we were contending or healing. But then after that, for like 18 months to two years, we would sing that song and I would almost just bite my lip like, dang, can I sing it and mean it? Can I declare today that I believe you're my healer and I believe you are more than enough for me? That's when it became a sacrifice of praise to hold all of the emotions close, all of the loss, all of the grief, all of the questions and stand before the Lord and offer it up to him and say, I have no idea what is going on, but I will declare that you are the healer because that is who you are. It's who you were. It's who you will be because you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And so I will praise you even though it's costing me all the feels today. I will lift up praise and it will be a sacrifice to you. And you know what? It will be so pleasing to him. And when you do that, you are invited into a moment that you will never partake of in heaven because in heaven, our sacrifices will never have the flavor of loss. They will never have the flavor of pain. They will never have the flavor of sadness or confusion or helplessness because there is none of it in heaven. And so on this side, in this earth, we get the opportunity to put it all out there and offer something to Jesus with that fragrance. And we only get to do that this side of heaven. And, you know, faith in God, you know, we, we, we want to we make sense of it all and we, we want to not talk about our pain and our problems and we want to we wanna figure it all out. But here's the deal. Faith doesn't desi- d- deny a problem's existence. It denies it a place of influence. I've seen a lot of people use denial and call it faith. But faith doesn't just deny our problems as existence. It doesn't just mean like, I'm just going to push that aside and, you know, whatever. We're just going to deny that that death happened and we're just going to keep on going. No, it's just saying, I'm going to put that right out here in front of me and I'm going to deny it power of influence over my perspective of God. That feels really bad, by the way. It's not supposed to feel good. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. If you're going to walk in this, you have to connect with God and know who he is. Because here's the deal. Thanksgiving is our response to the works of God. Praise is is our response to the nature of God. Worship is our response to the presence of God. So when we're talking about thanksgiving and praise, then we're responding to God's work and his nature. So you better know who he is and you better know how he works. Because if you're going to give thanks, you have to discern what the works of God are. See, some people have said, oh, we just give thanks in all things. You know, that's what it says. Be joyful always. 
Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. So, God, thank you for the cancer that you gave my mother-in-law. What earth are you living on? That is not a response to the works of God. God does not give cancer. God does not give sickness. It is not in his nature. You have to know the nature of God so that you know what to praise him for. It is not in God's nature to let you down. It is not in God's nature to make you fail. It is not in God's nature to bring you pain. So we are not thanking him and praising him for the pain. We are thanking him for who he is in the middle of it. You have to know the difference. Don't just, don't just blanket it. Oh, everything happens for a reason. And so we're just going to praise the Lord today. That, my friends, is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. Everything happens for a reason. Are you kidding me? There is no reason for suicide bombers. There is no reason for terrorism. There is no reason that children should die. There is not a reason for everything except for that there is hate in this world. So if you want to come at at it that way, you can say that. But don't say it to try to make you feel better. Get to know who your God is and who his nature is. Understand what comes from him and what doesn't come from him. And when you're facing the stuff that doesn't come from him, praise him for who he is. That's why we can declare that he is the healer even when we don't see him heal. That's why we can declare that he is the giver of life after we face death. That's why we can declare that he he is all good in the midst of really ungood things. Because we get who he is. We understand his nature. And in those things, we're willing to put it all out in front of us and still praise him. And that's when Thanksgiving becomes powerful. That's when your gratitude will change your life and take you to a new level. Because it has cost you something. That's what enables us to offer it as a sacrifice when we know who our God is. When we know his nature. When we discern his works from the works of the enemy. Or just flesh or just pure choice, free will. It's the power of thanksgiving in our hearts. I don't know about you, but I want it. And I think when you get to that place and you understand this level of thanksgiving, then you can go back to 1 Thessalonians 5 and understand how in this life we can always be joyful. We can never stop praying. And in all of our circumstances, we can come and give thanks to our God. Would you stand with me? He is so good. He is so good. He is so good. Can I just say it over you? He is so good. I don't know what you're facing in your life, what you've walked through. He is so good. Can you allow the goodness of God to come back as the cornerstone of what you build your heart and your faith on? And let that not be moved by your circumstances. I want us to just come before the Lord and I want us to just 
thank him. For some of you, it's just going to flow out of you because everything is amazing and you're just overwhelmed by God's goodness. And for others of you, it is going to feel like a sacrifice. And I heard just this morning as I was getting ready, I just heard the Lord say, there are some of you in this room who have withheld a sacrifice of praise from the Lord because you've been trying so hard to make sense of it. It's not that you don't want to praise the Lord and it's not that you're not trusting him and believing him, but you have not actively taken the time to declare who he is in the midst of the circumstances that went the wrong way. And I want you to do that this morning if you're willing. I want you to put all that stuff out in front of you and get really uncomfortable in the house and just put it all out there and say, God, my heart hurts. This makes no sense to me. I'm still in pain. I still don't understand, but I'm going to lift it all up to you. And I'm going to glorify you and give you praise. Can we just take a second to just release praise to God? I don't care if you clap, but open your mouth and give him praise. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you are good. That you are life. That you are hope. God, when we don't feel it, we come before you. We thank you for who you are, for your nature, God. We declare your goodness in the house. God, may our hearts and our mouths be marked by thankfulness this week, not just because it is the week of Thanksgiving. Lord, may you start something in us today that keeps going into the Christmas season, into the new year, into Valentine's, that we will be people who are marked with thankfulness. God, we, we will praise you when we feel it and when we don't. We will not allow life to move you from your place in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed and practice thankfulness. Don't you already feel better? Whew, doesn't it feel good? Feels good. You know why? It's like the science. You can go back to the science because it physically does something in your body. So, so start doing it. If you want to always be joyful, I think there's a, a correlation why he put those things right next to each other. You know, because if you're giving thanks, it's easier to be joyful, right? All right, so we are going to take our joy and our thankfulness and we are going to thank him for the opportunity to go deliver groceries to our neighbors. You know, leave a deposit in their home with their groceries, you know. Just leave some, some joy and, and thanksgiving for them. And then come back and we are going to have a meal together. Please, everyone, stay for the meal. It's going to be so yummy. Um, but let's go deliver groceries. If you don't know where that is, I will hook you up with someone who does.
Show.